BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Lumos. Hello friends, welcome to Shell Cottage Radio. I'm your host Ezra, aka Bill, also known as your friendly tech wizard, the former captain of the Hufflepuff Quidditch team, the Flannel Wizard, yours truly, Moa. Please welcome your lovely design witch, the fascination of fourth year, and my wonderful co-host and yours, Lottie, aka Fleur. Hiya. Schön, dass ihr da seid. Willkommen zurück to our little cottage on the outskirts of Tinworth. Come on in. This is the 20th episode of Shell Cottage Radio. Let's go. What? And we will discuss Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, Chapter 12, The Mirror of Eriset. Wow. Before we fire up today's chapter discussion, we do a short, short, short little cottage catch-up. Short, short. It's quite, it's quite short. Oh, yeah. It's always short, right? <laughs> yes. Then we'll quiz Bill with some trivia questions and expand our knowledge about magical and fantastic beasts. Hey, we mentioned it here. We mentioned it over when we did our episode on Bend the Knee. Um, we mentioned this just the other day. So if you're here from that episode, welcome. Uh, we, we're glad that you're here in our little shell cottage. Okay, yeah. a little family podcast. Some of them are like hearing Ez for the first time over here on this going, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> Ez talks about something besides Game of Thrones. What? Yes, I do. Okay. Uh, but we mentioned on that episode just the other day, um, God bless the queen. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean. It's I, sad. Yeah, I think I think of her when it, I think of, you know, Harry Potter and I think of the queen. Absolutely, and yeah. All that. So, Those are, yeah, things when you think about the UK in general. I mean, I think about Scotland all the time, too. Oh, uh, yeah. Because yeah. it's so beautiful. But I also think about London. I love London. And I'm so excited to go to London next year with you. Yeah. And, you uh, but you're, <laughs> the coffee noise. Did you hear the, like the, like oh. the here, let me, it's like a weird, like, like a, like a sucking toy. It's like a, oh yeah. <laughs> it's like a little side escape. Oh, thing. I, d- I see. I, I don't even notice it anymore because, you know, I hear I that all the time. Not to, yeah. But on the microphone, I was trying not to do Sorry about that. Distracted. Um, yeah. Sorry. Back to, yeah. We love, we love England. Yeah. London. All of it. Yeah, so much that we just, we might just go there and live there for, for a little bit in the future. Yeah, we, I, yeah. I, I mean, we, honestly, we say that no, all honestly. the time, but honestly. we are going to do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we are going to do it, yeah. Uh, so, anyways, uh, thanks for bearing with us, by the way. This episode's a little bit late. Um, we're going to be turning right back around. 
the next day after we, we post this, we'll yeah. be recording the, yeah. the following chapter so we can get back ahead uh, and right back on schedule. So right. we're off by about two to three days here. But we just got back from a wedding this past weekend yeah. and it was crazy. And it is, we've been talking about schedule. Mm-hmm. It is wild how quickly, like if you, we took recording equipment. We had other things to do. Every day we had friends to meet. Every day we yeah, had something to which do. Which was great. I'm glad we did. Yeah, it was awesome. It was fantastic. Congrats to um, my, my good buddy Matt and uh, and his wife, Teresa. Yeah. So cool. So it was a beautiful wedding. Wonderful time out there. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, enjoyed it. Yep. At the same time, we also met a good friend of mine, Travis Sigler. Travis. So he runs a, a company called uh, Weird Mead and Leather. Yes. Um, it's the... Uh, it's. it's I just it's weird yeah uh it's it's w y r d wow whoa that was weird uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh and uh but it's really cool like he, he makes mead and they do all sorts of different stuff we tried some and it was good oh it was so good i've never really ever tried good. different kinds of mead we i didn't even know what yeah i don't think i'd ever tried it i only tried hot mead um, okay. Yeah. On German Christmas market. Yeah. But yeah. that was it. And they do different flavors. They do like fantasy themed, and they have an awesome little like bar uh, in Portland mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. you you have to go downstairs. Upstairs is like a little coffee shop. Right. You couldn't. You wouldn't even be able to tell. It's like going into the Wizarding World. <laughs> it isn't is. It? You go in there and you feel like you. You know. I would say back Trans- in uh, Orlando. Yeah. Yeah. You're like transported. You're. Yeah. You're in there. There's. There's. Um, medieval swords and yeah. stuff on the wall there's like there's wizard staffs i mean there's also there's a gift shop in there with tons of like leather work and there's yeah. cool mead stuff in there it, it honestly is just super cool yeah can you pull up his instagram maybe? i'm trying, then, yeah so i can and we can so we're, we, we do this sometimes weird. where we're like mid talking about someone we're like oh yeah what's their handle <laughs> let's go get it we'll put the link in the description for you guys because we'd actually like to have travis on at some point just to talk about oh. his favorite um he Chapter loves Harry character. Potter. Loves Harry Potter. And Such he does, a fandom guy. He, yes. And he does cosplay a lot. And I'm like, we have... Really a, good cosplay, too. And it... Oh, my gosh. He knows some people uh, who does it also really, really well. And we saw some amazing... Who he, he did Voldemort, right? Voldemort, and yeah. And some of his friends did Snape, Snape and Dumbledore. Dumbledore. Right. They looked so stunning. Yeah. And yep. we have a little vision because I'm so happy. I know this is... Um, slightly off topic but i am so happy to announce that we have another guest next week next weekend yeah. <laughs> so not this cut for you the episode next wednesday will just be us, us. right yeah <laughs> and then <laughs> just awesome bro <laughs> and then uh a week later you will hear an episode with hufflepuff melissa Ooh. who is an instagrammer she has an awesome instagram account super cool super inspiring and she is a collector and she has her own uh, business with like uh, sweatshirts and t-shirts and all that stuff. And we have this vision of bringing people on because the fandom, it's not just reading the books and, and talking about them and the movies and stuff, but also all different niches within the fandom, mm-hmm. like yeah. cosplayers, artists, musicians, um, collectors. Yeah, yeah. We, we love that kind of stuff, and love every it. every little bit brings the, you know, the wizarding world to life, and it's just fun to talk about it. So I, I can't wait to have them on, uh, her on Melissa, mm-hmm. um, and then yeah, tra- one day Travis and hear what he has to say and how you know how he got into 
cosplay and all that stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, and just real quick, so um, we're gonna mention his handle here. So it's yeah, weird. It's, oh yeah. Uh, it's it's w y r d underscore leather underscore and underscore mead. So uh, we'll put a link down go. there for you guys. But it's weird leather and mead, uh, based out of so it's handmade leather goods, locally brewed mead shop in Portland, Oregon, mm-hmm. and they're they're just hustling like crazy. So he and Christian, shout out yeah. to Christian, who is also going through Harry Potter right now. They're driving to work, listening to the audiobook together. So his partner yeah. in crime oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. is is listening to Harry Potter yeah. uh, right now. So maybe we could bring him on there. I think that'd oh, be, that'd be so fun. It was a just fun. such a delight to meet them. Yeah. And hear their story and how they got into that. And they were also into like Avatar, The Last Airbender. Oh, he's and hugely into that. He knows some of the voice I actors. felt a connection there because he was like, he loved it. He had even yeah. a tattoo of um, yeah. Iroh. Yeah, Uncle oh Iroh. Oh my gosh. I, I, that was like White Lotus tea. so yeah. awesome. I think he named one of his uh, drinks after it and stuff too. So just a, just an awesome uh, guy. Go check out his his, uh, his Instagram. See if you can find the photo of me on there and and like it. Trying to get those likes up on that photo. Okay, so good job. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's got tons of he's got tons of followers yeah. and really cool people on there. While we were there, we actually saw two cosplayers come in, Hellboy and Jesus. Oh yeah, and they took pictures together to and get, stuff. It's and hilarious. I was like, wow. I think they even. I think they travel together. <laughs> friends. <laughs> and they even shot like a little video because. Uh, Travis said a lot of cosplayers just come in and take pictures and videos and stuff because the the ambience in there is so awesome. You feel like mm-hmm. you are in a medieval bar and you have like Game of Thrones stuff and and um, Lord of the Rings stuff and they play music from all the different fandoms in there yeah. all night. Yeah, they do. It's, yeah, they had a bit of Rings uh, of Power. I wish power. they had that they in had, Columbus. Yeah, they had all yeah. sorts of. Uh, yeah, I do too. I really do too because <laughs> it was it was cool having those themed um, bars is really neat. So. Yeah, yeah, but shout out to him. It was a great trip. Um, it just was, we were talking about like how much that affected the following week. Yeah. And that you, all of you out there, all of you adults know, like something like that happens. You're like, okay, the next week is just crazy. And then yeah. you need like another week to catch yeah. up and get back on yep. on, on, on track. Um, and then, yeah, because I'm, I'm like, I'm staying up late to record uh, House of the Dragon on Sunday night. Oh, so much is going on. Uh, right recording now. the Hobbit Hotline with my good friend Lane on an <laughs> which is awesome. podcast. Yeah, oh which gosh. is crazy. And then we're recording this now, and then later tonight we're going to be talking about episode three. Lottie will be over on, uh, what is it? It's Lord of the Rings Watch Party. Yeah, on Sunday. On Sunday, <laughs> yeah. She's the newbie on their newbie panel. Yeah, I so. got to go on there and uh, check the yeah. Uh, yeah. Discord. Okay. Yeah. The stuff. Good yeah. reminder. But yeah, I mean, you. I'm so proud of you. You have so many different projects. You you are the hub of for you know many different things, and you have a network. It is really neat because I've met, you know, like a lot of you, and I've uh, I've just enjoyed all of it. I had, uh, you know, Lena and I were actually doing the episode for the Hobbit Hotline, and we had uh, Phil Seidel from History of Middle Earth call in. We hadn't talked to him oh, in three years. Really? Yeah, and it was really cool to have him call in, and just just cool to connect with old friends that we hadn't really talked yeah. to in years. And things kind of come up, and some people come and go from different projects yeah. or whatever. You get busy, you start a different job, your your work schedule changes. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of neat over the yeah. years, I think, to connect with those people and yeah. and learn about each other and stuff. Yeah, so. and they all, you know, they all listen to you, have their own lives, and drive to work or something. And then a lot of them never say anything. I, I, I have no clue, and which then is they which call is fine. In and you hear their voices for the first time, even though yeah. sometimes people just write to you a couple times, right? And you kind of know their names, and then you hear their voices for the first time that's awesome right right right. i think that was a brilliant idea yeah and like you said i'm really glad that you're you're kind of um 
uh, we're, we're pushing ourselves out there to really get to know a few more creators and yes. stuff like that and people who are in the fandom and like hanging out with the Lotmans was, was awesome oh, yeah. and then having our friends on the show and hoping to have more people uh, on is just a you just said allotments um yeah christine yeah. she did you see that picture she did um the cro- is it called crochet crocheting yeah, yeah oh yeah. my gosh she, she bought yeah. the book with us at paragraph yeah yeah yeah, yeah. oh and oh, she wow. already yeah. got uh the trio done and no posted way. a picture on instagram oh it looks so cool oh that's a, that's cool it yeah. looks amazing and she said i, I said wow that was fast <laughs> yeah. she's like yeah, once i get into it i just need to finish it so that good was for her really, that's really cool, cool. See, it's just so neat. It's just, it's fun to kind of build community and stuff like yes. that. And I, I just, yeah. I love it. And this is our latest little project. I mean, for me, it's my first project yeah. with you. And I, you know, for you, it's just a new little podcast. But, but it's my we, family podcast. Right. Though. And this is something we want to just keep doing over the years. And just. Yeah, it, it, it really is. And like, I'm going to be starting, and I'm going to go ahead and say it here, uh, just for some folks, because I mean, I'm actually going to start my own uh, Star Wars podcast. Mm-hmm. I run one with my good buddy, Matt. But I also like because of schedule, a lot. I'm gonna have Lottie on different folks who like Star Wars. Um, I've already been doing a lot of different things in, yeah. in that realm. So now I'm announcing that later uh, here in the fall. But yeah, yeah I kind of I kind of waited over the summer and waited till I got back from the wedding and all this different stuff to announce some other projects. But you guys know about Harry Potter Hangout, yeah. and then I'll announce all my Star Wars <laughs> stuff in the next couple of weeks because now that I'm back, I feel like I can like settle in, um, yeah. get used to school again, and just get back after it. But we are like. I don't know. It's just fun. It's just fun to get into a grind. We're waiting for Hogwarts Legacy. Oh, We're getting yeah. ready for the holidays. We're getting ready for fall, which is such a great time. Um, I don't know. It just would be really cool to... It would be even fun to, down, like, down the line to have, like, some Harry Potter, actual Harry Potter hangouts, you know? Yes. Whether it's virtually and just sort of, you know, we all make, like, a Harry Potter drink or themed drinks right. or something and, and just celebrate, by uh, the way. That would be fun. I'm, I'm trying to. So I just said that, and I'm like, uh-huh. we're going to be spending a lot of time up here in our yeah. little... Our little studio we have right now, and I've got to get like I just talked to my dad, my dad about this. Yeah, like if he could help me install a uh, air conditioner unit. Because it's hot up here right now. (laughs) Do you hear me struggling to talk? Yeah. What's going on? Is it allergies or what? Did I just wake up with something? I don't know. It's late, and uh, it's lack of sleep probably. (laughs) It's a lot of things. Yeah. First months of school back into school i lost my voice earlier this week during school yeah um that was crazy so all right well hey sorry i'm gonna quit rambling and because i can't talk uh right now so what's up what's next what's next uh well are we are we done with the ketchup no mustard yeah if you want some mustard yeah go for it i don't know what what else (laughs) is there i uh there's probably tons of things we could go on and on about but ketchup and mustard i'm just struggling to breathe and talk over here all right then um I guess we can just move on to the trivia training because we have lots to do and uh, lots yes. of fun stuff planned. And I think since you're sweating already, I'm I'm just gonna go go ahead with it. Uh, sweetie, do you remember what color is Harry's Weasley sweater that he gets from Molly Weasley <clears throat> for Christmas in this book? In this book, I think it's. Burgundy? I don't know. Is it uh, blue? I thought so too before I what read the chapter, it? but it is gray. It's emerald. It's green. Yeah. What? I th- yeah because in the book it's totally not. I think. You mean in the movie? I'm trying to remember. You mean in the movie? It's not. That's what I meant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, so hold on a second. You just <laughs> Trivia question. In my head, in the book, it was not emerald. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
No, yeah, uh, um, Emerald, yeah. So yeah. if you ever, uh, if we ever participate in one of those bar crawls with trivia, Harry Potter trivia, then we know that question gets asked. I All mean, right. I'm pre- that's what I'm doing here. I'm preparing us for that moment. Yeah. Every time yeah. we do that, and you guys who are listening, right? You go out there and, and you get into some of your trivia. You're like, wow, hey, thanks to Shell Cottage Radio, I now know a few <laughs> of these things. So, oh yeah, Actually, most of you probably knew that one. That's just on me. I don't know either, right? I think a lot of people might have. I greens. actually, did, I, I did like a little quiz trivia thing on Instagram in our stories the other day, and it was pretty tough questions. All and those were I, tough. I, I mean, struggled. I, you know, I always want to challenge people, and I'm like, oh, maybe that's too easy. But then, yeah, we have to think about it. We are the ones who are reading the book right now. So if you're not, if you haven't read it in a few years, that's not a detail you often re- would remember. So right. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway. Yeah. Okay. Second one. Who gets hit by the Weasley twins' bewitched flying snowballs? Coral. Good job. Dun dun dun. I was hoping because that is such a little detail that when you re- read it for the first time, you would never, you know, make anything off it. But it says actually on his. Back of, back, of, ba- back of his turban. Back of his turban, yeah. Yeah, and they're just like pelting him with like over and over and over. So, uh, and people have talked, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, people That's have awesome. talked about how the Weasley twins actually hit Voldemort in the face with snowballs. Yeah, and it's perfect. <laughs> it's a great mockery of the, of the Dark Lord. I love it. It's awesome. Like that little detail. Yeah, I could just go on and on and on about it. How yeah. how cool it is to find all these names. Little yeah, they are. Like, as you go through, you're sort of like, I mean, there was a, like, um, Madame Pence in this chapter later today. I was sort of like, what, huh? You know, like, like little things that pop back out to you that you're like, forget, I forgot who the librarian was for a second. Yeah. See, here's and an extra, Yeah. sorry. Extra trivia question. Extra trivia question because I read this one online somewhere and I was like, I don't know. I can't think of it. What's okay. Madame Pence's full or first name? Ooh. Do you know? Because no, I I'm gonna I look don't. it up right now. Um, Madame Pence. Oh, you will look Harry, it up at the oh, same you, time. Oh, think, oh, Who's fast? Oh, wow! I don't think Irma. I've ever read her full name. Irma. Irma that's cool. So she's the one. They're they're showing her as the, um, the witch that has a really dark hat, a really dark black kind of outfit, yeah. sitting next to Snape in Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah, I see the picture. Yes, yes, yes. Huh. Oh, that's they're so saying cool. That is. Irma Pence. That's cool. Hey, we got to do like an extra episode about her because she's one of those characters who just shows up. Our shorts, one of our But who is she? She's she's got a job as a librarian at Hogwarts. I mean, come on, who doesn't want that job? Right. Oh, so cool. Absolutely. We love librarians and like the thought of like an old library, especially you know a magical library. Oh yeah. Um, and working there and just making sure all the books are turned in in time. Yeah. (laughs) Um. So yeah, we'll definitely do that. This week, we will have look out for our uh, vlog. We actually filmed a little, a little vlog for this weekend, last weekend um, in Portland. So that will be a little extra on our Patreon, for our Patreons this week. Yeah, I forgot we did that. Yeah, we just did a little, <laughs> yep. um, little shindig. Yeah, it was cool. Just got to cut it up and edit it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And we might do that from time to time, you said, which is just some, some fun vlogs or some... Uh, just different things, mm-hmm. you know, for you guys there. So still, we're most of the time. I mean, ninety percent of the time, we're going to be giving you that that extendable year edition. Yeah. But I think throwing those out are that's fun. Yeah, I mean, let us know. We love feedback. We love we we want to give you what you guys uh, enjoy, 
as an as a little extra. So let us know if you enjoy vlogs more or if you actually do listen to the, <laughs> to the extra episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe we're just recording an extra half an hour. But and you no know, we're learning a lot from those. That's the cool oh, yeah. thing about it is it's that so much I fun. enjoy those because we yeah. typically take an article or a thought and we like extend it mm-hmm. and. I don't know. There's more in there than I, I thought. There's and so much about thought, the universe. I thought it was going to be like 10 to 15 minutes or like a, a short extra. Sometimes like 30, 40 minutes. I know. We can always like, expand tear more. It up. Mm-hmm. Lottie's like, well, and then there's this. And then there's this. And then did you know this? Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> uh, yeah, no. <laughs> uh, I actually, for that very reason, I actually enjoy listening to Alohomora, the pod, their podcast, um, and re- like sometimes I go to their uh, episode just to see what they say a little mm-hmm. bit, yeah. and and most of the time I don't even get to the actual chapter because they do so much before they start the chapter. I mean we do too, but <laughs> um, but they get so such interesting questions because they have this big forum where people post and they have like theories and themes and topics there that are so into the world. I get sucked in, and I'm like, there's this I know. If you've ever listened to them, you probably know what the desk pig is. <laughs> Sweet, do you know what the what? legendary desk pig is that they talk? They the, talked about that for is it on Dumbledore's episodes. desk? No, it is the desk that Professor McGonagall in the first Transfiguration lesson. She shows the students what you can do in Transfigurations, and she um, takes a desk and turns it, transfigures it into a pig and then back to a desk. And they have like, you know, they dissected this pig in terms of, is it life? Did she just create life? Did she kill actually the pig again when she turns it back into a desk? If you would, you know, kill and eat that pig, would you actually get nutrition from it? Things like that. They get so deep and really blown away by their discussion it's just so cool and it's that's the dream to to discuss cool things like that they have now everyone knows what you know their fans know what the desk pig is all that stuff wow um so i thought (laughs) that was awesome anyway talking about desk pigs how about a little maggie zoology lesson please Rescue these creatures? Yes, that's right. Rescue, nurture, and protect them. I'm gently trying to educate my fellow wizards about them. Come on. You guys all know we want to know more about Fantastic Beasts. And we want to make Newt proud. So this week, I don't think I've ever heard of it. We'll take a closer look at the... Bondiman? Bondiman? How would you say that? Uh, Because I never heard that in the audiobook. Bondiman. Bundiman. 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 Yeah. The Bundiman. Have you ever heard of it? Uh, I have not. It sounds like the boogeyman a little bit. A little so. bit, yeah. Okay, okay, let's um, let's do this. Um since you've never heard of it, you don't know what it is. Yeah. Yeah, what what do you think? What does it look like? What could it be? What's your um Just based off his name? Yeah. Um it doesn't the Bundy it seems like it could be something that's elastic, you know? It's got Ooh. some Bundy, bungee. Hey, not bad. Features to it, maybe. I like I it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Um, the Bundyman has a classification of three X's, which means competent wizards should cope. Okay. Bundymans are found worldwide, 
skilled at creeping under floorboards and behind skirting boards. They infest houses. The presence of a bandimon is usually announced by a foul stench of decay. The bandimon oozes a secretion which rots away the very foundation of the dwelling in which it is found. The bandimon at rest resembles a patch of greenish fungus with eyes through... Uh, though, when alarmed, it will scuttle away on its numerous spindly, spindly legs. It feeds on dirt. <laughs> Scouring charms will rid a house of an infestation of bundimans, though if they have been allowed to grow too large, the Department of the Regulation and Control of Medical Creatures, uh, Pest Subdivision, should be contacted before the house collapses. Diluted Bundyman secretion is used in certain magical cleaning fluids. Okay. Well, that's cool because it says they um, they feed on dirt. That's cool. That's cool, yeah. But the description here is... Um, where is it at? Okay, I can't find it right now. Wow, I just read it. <laughs> I'm just going to show you a picture. Um, Sounds good. Of it. It looks like a fungus with eyes. Mm-hmm. And looking at that picture, I want you to tell me, what do you think? What kind of noise does this thing make? <laughs> right? Probably something like that. Uh, like, it looks like a, like, ooze or, like, even, like, yeah. a sponge that, you mm-hmm. know, uh, or coral. I, not coral, but, like, yes, uh, yeah, you know yeah I mean? like, like, greenish. Something. Yeah. yeah. Just a, like, just a, I don't know, bunch of cells and with eyes. Around. Yeah. No, it's um, I mean the question, pretty uh, pretty easy to answer. Would you want to have or befriend a bunnyman? No, I don't think so. Unless it was to keep blural, blural, blur, blur, blural. Why do I keep wanting to say blur? Because we are blur. Oh my gosh, it's brule. <laughs> um, unless it was just to keep rule company. You know what I mean? I think that'd yeah. be. Oh yeah. Like I think he would enjoy it. Oh yeah, he would. So yeah, that would be. But other than that, no, I'm out. I'm out on that guy. It looks kind of weird. It looks like um, what's the Pokemon's name? That's like slimy and. Sorry, I would. I definitely know it in German. It's, uh, uh, oh my gosh, Grimer is the English name. I think it's like a Grimer. (laughs) It's like a um a poisonous Pokemon, and it's okay, purple, and looks like a slime ball or yeah, like a. Just you, blah. Don't oh. want to touch it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, okay. Moving on to the chapter. On to the chapter, which is an interesting chapter, and probably I would crown this. I say it every time. Oh, this is my favorite chapter. But I think I would crown this my favorite chapter of this book. Wait, have you have already said that, haven't you? I think I might have, but I love this chapter so much because yeah. This is when Harry gets his cloak. Right. He gets out at night. He finds the mirror. There's some deep stuff in there and something I want to discuss with you at the end. Okay. Okay, cool. Do you want to read the summary? Oh, we got to do there our go, game. Ready? Okay. Ready? Yeah. Uh, rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Oh, rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Dang. Gotcha. Okay. Okay, which means... I don't know what that means. We, ne- we always change it. <laughs> you get to pick whatever you I want. to pick. So... Yeah. Here we go. Um, actually, you go. You go right on ahead. Okay. Young lady. Yeah. Okay. This is going to be a challenge because uh, I told myself I don't want to edit. 
Wow. Okay. Do you think I can do it? Yeah, I think you can. Okay. I think you can. Just take your breaths. Breathe, Wooza. Summary of Chapter 12, The Mirror of Erisit. Christmas is just around the corner at Hogwarts. Snowballs are flying around. The staff is decorating the castle, and most students are packing their things to go home to their families. Harry gladly signs up for staying at Hogwarts, and even Ron and his brothers are staying since Mr. and Mrs. Weasley are traveling to Romania to visit Charlie. The trio is still searching every library book for the ominous Nicholas Flamel. They even try to sneak into the restricted section, but are immediately kicked out by Madame Irma Pince. On Christmas morning, Harry is surprised to find presents next to his bed, while Ron is already opening some packages <laughs> from his big pile. Sweet Mrs. Weasley made Harry a Weasley sweater. Is Molly Weasley a seer? Mm. <laughs> and someone anonymously sent him his father's invisibility cloak. Ron can't believe it and assures Harry that a cloak like that is very rare and valuable. As soon as they hear people come in, Harry feels the need to quickly hide the cloak and puts it back in its parcel. He is having the best Christmas of his life. He and Ron get in a big snowball fight with Fred and George, and for dinner they enjoy an abundance of delicious festive food, while teachers are starting to loosen up at the staff table. Goodness. Back in their dormitories, Ron falls asleep at once, but Harry's mind is racing. The cloak. He could try it on right now and even search the restrict restricted section for Flamel. Wearing the cloak, he makes his way to the library unseen. The first book he opens, though, starts screaming so loud at him that Harry is certain it must have woken up the whole castle. With his cloak, he sprints down the corridors, away from the restricted section, when he suddenly hears Filch's voice. The caretaker is talking to none other than Snape, and both are alarmed by the noise they heard. Harry tries to get as far away from them as he can and finds himself in a room he's never been in before. Here he discovers the Mirror of Erised and its bittersweet power of showing the heart's greatest and most desperate desire. In Harry's case, that means he can see himself surrounded by his parents and family. The following night, he shows Ron the mirror, and Ron sees himself more confident and successful. Successful. <laughs> more confident and successful than any other, any of his older brothers. <laughs> uh, scared to get caught, they hurry back to the dormitories, and Ron, although impressed by the image of himself, is not as keen as Harry to get back in front of the mirror. The third night, Harry goes out and finds the mirror on his own. Someone is already waiting for him there. Dumbledore, who has been secretly watching Harry for the past couple of nights, explains to him what the mirror actually does and that he now has to move it to a different location. Harry, glad his headmaster isn't mad at him, promises he won't go look for it anymore. When Harry asks Dumbledore, though, what he sees in the mirror... The only answer he gets from the wise old wizard is a pair of socks. Pair of socks. Well done, love. Well mm -hmm. done. Um, you know, I would say that this chapter is, it is really cool. It's really good. You know, when you watch the first movie, actually, uh, it's, one of the, it's one of my favorite 
moments where yeah. you kind of have this like it's Christmas. Yes. And you're staying there for yeah. Christmas. Yeah. And for Harry, you would think that this is like, I don't know, is it kind of lonely? You're No, you're there with Ron. No, but you're he all, you're, loves it. He loves it, right? Well, you're not going home to your family. See, it's such a different perspective because some of them are like super excited. School's been tough. They yeah. got through. They had their friends. But they need to go back and see their family, their distant cousins, their relatives. They have a Maybe, maybe they have a big family, small family, whatever it might be. Yeah. They go back home and they're having Christmas dinner yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. But you have even the staff, too. It's interesting that they are there relaxing loosening yeah. up oh, a little yeah. bit it's awesome so it's almost like you're bonding a little bit with the staff yeah. because they're up there they're sort there. of uh, yeah. letting loose and uh you know enjoying it's, their decorations and everything so. do you think some of the staff members went home oh i'm sure some of them did yeah, yeah. i think yeah. so too we know now that professor mcgonagall obviously stayed hagrid there, dumbledore there. Right. you know that yeah they don't really have like families outside of Hogwarts, which is kind of sad. Right. Um, but so sweet though that they, like you said, bond over it. They get, you know, like they're not. They don't. Right now, they're just all celebrating Christmas as human beings. There's not as much of a teacher-student um, uh, hierarchy here. Yeah. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. So What's that's up? pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and I was wondering, uh, if. Because Malfoy, he tries to tease Harry, right? Because mm-hmm. Harry doesn't get to go home. And Harry's like, I don't care. It's awesome. It's awesome, And yeah. Malfoy is one of those people. And we see that later on. He He's not that excited about Hogwarts. He doesn't... He's been raised in a magical family. He basically lives in a castle at home. For yeah. him, it's just like, well, school. This is school. And yeah. I, I just want to, you know, he he just wants to go home, be with his mom. Right. His mom's his been sending him cakes and sweets right? and stuff. Right, and yeah. it's it's just a totally different experience for him. And he just always said, like, um, over the years, like, oh, Hogwarts is just, you know, it's, it's getting worse and worse. And my father should do something about it. This place is awful. And he just doesn't like it as much. He doesn't appreciate it as much. And he's, to him, it's not this awesome, magical thing because he's just surrounded by all that at home. Mm-hmm. And for him, it's just like, mm. yeah. so very different experience for him, I think. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know. I kind of wonder, too, like later when things get rough and tough with Malfoy, if he's not more like, yeah, I'd be okay with staying at Hogwarts. Hogwarts is nicer than home. When later yeah. on, when the Death Eaters get involved and things get weird. Right. And he's struggling in Half-Blood half, half Prince and after mm-hmm. the failure of his father. You know, you see like a, a big shift and he's such an interesting character. The more I read... Yeah. The story, yeah. the more I'm really interested in in Malfoy. And I always think about how he want, wanted to be friends and how maybe he saw them and thought, that'd be kind of cool. I would stay if I were maybe had some friends that yeah. that were like that, that right. had that type of friendship, true friendship, you know yeah. what I mean? Because um, what he has with Crab and Goyle, I was just thinking about mm-hmm. all the snacks and the sweets that his mom sends him. Yeah. And I'm like, does he pay Crab and Goyle in snacks and sweets? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I bet he does. <laughs> That's actually a good I point. I bet he yeah. does. So, um yeah, I don't know. But it was it, this is really cool. So there's a great scene, too, in this where Hagrid is coming in with the Christmas tree. Oh. And he's it's so big. And it's like he can't, you can't even see Hagrid behind this tree. Hagrid's massive. Yeah. And the tree he's bringing in is massive. Yeah. It has to fill up all of the, you know, the, the, the great hall. So uh, it's pretty cool. You see later on, like, Flitwick levitating the the uh golden sort of globes or whatever and and, yeah. and raising those up the tree or whatever so yeah they're decorating that castle and then students are packing up getting ready to go hermione even right before i think at the beginning of this chapter doesn't she say like they have a little bit of time um to go to the library or maybe uh-huh. it was because yeah. even ron I, I thought it was ironic ron's like excited to go and Hagrid's yeah. sort of like what 
the, yeah. the library. What do you? Well, and then they they sort of say like, hey, ever since you told us about yeah. Nicholas Flamel, he's like, let it go. Mm-hmm. But no, 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 no. So they're excited and they're they're looking. They're still looking for all those answers. And I thought it was cool. You mentioned as we were listening to this, they they've been looking. The, they list off the books they've been uh, trying to comb through. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't in the modern wizards or witches of the 20th century or something like that. I yeah, think. great wizards of the 20th century or notable magical names of our time. Yeah. Missing two from important modern magical discoveries and a study of recent developments in wizardry. Yeah. Because yeah. they were like, well, if he's alive, he's probably not in the, you know, ancient books anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so interesting. Um, yeah. So, that's, yeah, it was pretty cool. Now, here's something. I guess I didn't think about this. So, all do all the Weasleys stay? So, yeah. Ron and his brothers are staying since Mr. and Mrs. Right. Weasley are going to Romania. And I guess I wonder, um, is her name Penelope Clearwater, right? Yeah. Did she stay as well? Oh, I hope, I, I hope for Percy because he doesn't really have, like... Yeah, he gets... I he, mean, he loves his brothers, but even, even, in, even in this um, book already, we see he's just different. He's just different from his brothers. He's just, and I sometimes feel bad for him. I know later on he's just being a jerk, Mm -hmm. but he gets picked on so much. And I actually have that as a point in here. They really bully Percy. Yeah, they do. They do. Yeah, they do. Um, With all his successes they don't have, they're like, oh, you're a prefect now. Oh, yeah. Remind us again. I'm really glad you said that because that is something, as much as we love the twins and and they joke and they mess around or whatever. Yeah. I I had an old friend who was the jokester. People liked him. You know, was smart, was clever, had his own sort of thing or whatever. But anybody who was better in any area than he was, he mm. typically would like make jokes, but not just a joke or two, like a lot of jokes. Yeah. To the point where it was like, uh, okay, it's actually not funny anymore. And even the jokes that you do make are a little personal. Right, because it's something that you—it's—it's it's touchy because it's something that you love, that you yeah. enjoy, yeah. and you're like, okay, you're making fun of me for being a prefect, mm-hmm. but like, that's—shouldn't that's I be proud of that? Isn't yeah, it okay should. to be, like, happy that you that you made that? Yeah. I, why is he picked on for that? Um, so it is—it is a dynamic that's like interesting about the Weasleys, the twins, because they have each other. They do. You know? oh, yeah, and, they always have each other as best friends almost. Right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I get that they don't fit in necessarily and there's a lot mm-hmm. to live up to with the three older right. brothers. Um, and then so even Ron then looking up to the twins because that's what he kind of thinks is that you've got, right. you know, Bill, Charlie and Percy who have done all these awesome things. And you've got the Weasley twins who, well, everybody likes them because yeah. they're funny and they've, they've come up with this sort of persona that is uh, yeah. that works for them. You know? But I think that's their own struggle that they do things that their mom Yes, exactly. and sometimes dad even uh, don't really appreciate, and they don't appreciate, they don't praise them what for, they, yeah. yeah, and that's where yeah. it com- it all comes from. Because later on, they bully or like you know they make fun of Ron when he gets being uh, gets to be a prefect, yeah, yeah. So, so I thought it was kind of interesting, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it, what's happening right now too is he he is uh, we can talk about this, I guess, is like he is. Um, Whoa! You know, I just really—I thought I always thought he ended up with Penelope Clearwater, but I guess he doesn't. Uh, later on, you mean in life? Yeah, in life, like he—this is his girlfriend, yeah. Penelope Clearwater, throughout this whole thing. Yeah. Uh, but he actually ends up with someone, Audrey Weasley, oh. maiden name unknown, was the wife of Percy Weasley. The couple had two daughters, Molly and Lucy. Oh, really? Yeah, right. Isn't that, that kind of <laughs> cool? Oh my gosh, Molly. Yeah, Molly oh, and Lucy. Oh my gosh, that like almost 
that breaks my heart because you know he was all the strife he, he had with his mom yes. he loved his mother and yes. and stuff and it was it was <laughs> tough like I, I actually think a lot of this like the you know she's proud of him she loves him and he's trying yeah. to do what's right or whatever but like a lot of it he when you think in terms of like the a middle brother he fits in that category yeah also. i think so too yeah and he's trying to live up to those guys yeah. and he's the last one who's really trying to live up to his two older brothers yeah. whereas the other ones are like we're paving our own pathway here yeah and ron has harry and this whole story yeah. you know, percy is his and he messed up for yeah. you know in terms of what his family thought of him and he was on the wrong air quote wrong side even though he didn't see that at mm -hmm. the time but yeah you're right percy yeah. so i don't know just just an interesting you know just interesting that he's uh uh, yeah, that he's there as well, and I was wondering if Penelope was there. Maybe even says that, and I, I'm just sort of mis misremembering. But just cool, they're all there together, and uh, yeah. they, you know, and it's like the the twins have a moment where they're like, "Come on, Purse," you know, it's like we're it's we're family, you know, put your, mm -hmm. put your sweater on. Here we go, we're all wearing them, mm -hmm. that type of thing. That actually kind of reminds me of like my sister's vibe, which is like. <laughs> When I don't want to do something, she's like, come on, we're all doing it. Yeah. Like, don't, don't, you're not getting out of this. And that's good to have somebody to kind of push you along yeah. in, in that, in that regard. Yeah. So, um, yeah, pretty cool. Now, uh, and we're going to kind of move through the chapter a little bit quick just because we're on a little bit of a timer here today. But uh, yeah. if it seems like we're going a little fast, just because we got a lot going on, I'm trying to get caught up. Hey, but uh, that's you know. your chance to write us yeah. an email, read it. If you oh, say, uh, oh, you didn't cover that, and I think that's super interesting. I would love please, to talk about that. Please, 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 please. please, send us please. An email, an hour. We'll read anything. Uh, for, for, don't yeah, send Errol. Yeah, don't say, yeah. Yeah, send a different uh, owl. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, the, but there's this whole, you know, Harry, uh, the, like the big thing is, is Christmas, right? So we have Christmas morning mm -hmm. and we have the delivery of presents. We have the sweaters, as you said, the emerald green it's, sweater, which yeah. I would now remember. <laughs> did, it didn't have his letter on it, though, did it? it didn't have I think that was the thing because then Gred and Forge said they can Gred definitely they can remember their names. They yeah, <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. yeah, but they didn't have letters on theirs either, did they? Yeah, they did. Oh, they did. Okay. But Harry did not. Yeah, I think, no. Yeah. Right, okay. Not yet. Maybe later on. He yeah, will. later on. Yeah, okay. Um, so anyways, yeah, he, he's kind of like get, looking through his packages, looking through his stuff, super pumped about this. Yeah. Didn't expect it. Actually gets a 50 cent piece from uh, right. Aunt Petunia and Uncle Vernon, which I mean, the fact that they sent anything they is They sent surprising. something. I was so, like when I read this the first time, so surprised. There is something. Right. There's, yeah, something is going on. I almost think Petunia just Pet wanted to yeah, like... Yeah send it and then how did she send it did and they send it oh yeah <gasps> don't know don't know i don't know i mean they must have how did they send it guys I, say, I think she just wanted to try it out oh my god right right i, I mean know. she must she probably knew how her parents sent lily stuff probably so There's i probably feel like way. she would know how because like how does hermione yeah. get communications from her from her family i bet they have i'm owls. looking this up i bet well, you know, like, a, like Hermione's mom. Like, I guess you, you could. I mean, they absolutely mm -hmm. could. But it's just like, they, how do they, if they wanted to instigate the mm -hmm. letter correspondence situation, what do they do? Get an owl, a mm -hmm. regular owl, and say, Hogwarts, here you go. <laughs> Hermione. Right? And they put it yeah, in there. Yeah, you just write it in on the letter. Yeah, yeah I don't know. So I, I probably, I think they did send owls. Um, but while you're looking this up, I just want to mention again how beautifully written this is. Just the Christmas morning, and Harry gets, you know, we feel with Harry that he didn't expect anything. He was just looking forward to to having a wonderful day, a feast at Hogwarts. Everything's covered in snow. His best friends are around. And um, that was, he knew it was going to be the best Christmas of his life. Just mm -hmm. because, and that's, 
I think that's beautiful because we, as you get older, you realize, wow, Christmas is not about presents or anything. I mean, it's it's cool to make someone smile and happy, you know, giving them something that you that made you think of them and and just just being the person who gives is actually more rewarding than getting something later on yeah and it's all about getting together having a good time having time off of work and just enjoying you know a good meal together and yeah i i love that harry didn't even think about the presents or anything and yeah, and then he had a small pile there and how awesome it is to hagrid send him something like i mean the flute that gets pretty important later on yeah that's cool right. but like what was hagrid's thought <laughs> Had Harry ever mentioned that he liked music or like playing? Does he do some he just, woodwork or whatever with I that? I think he like, does. I think you know, it's pretty, 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 pretty handy. Good, pretty handy. Yeah. yeah. And you know, in the first movie, like or throughout the series, they actually mm-hmm. do that sort of flute uh, Harry Potter tune. Oh, I love that scene. Yeah. yeah and they had they actually pl- play yeah, it on yeah. like a, a, a flute mm-hmm. like that or whatever. Oh yeah, I love it. Which is pretty neat. Uh, and then we get the big one. Which is Dumbledore's package. That's, yes. Huge. Invisibility cloak, people. Yep. And one of the Deathly Hallows showing up in book one. Uh-huh. Put that bad boy on and let's go conquer the world. I mean, let's, I know. just kidding. I have actually something pulled up here. But do you have <coughs> the answer? Um, did you look it up? What? Uh, yeah, and everyone is, all, is really just kind of concerned with like who, um, how did the students who were, who were not uh, in the Wizarding World get their letters? Mm-hmm. But no one's really asking the question or even answering the question uh, about... How did, if, if uh, Hermione's parents wanted to send a letter, yeah. like they can get letters from her, yeah. sure enough, but how do they say, hmm, I just thought of something, let's let's send our daughter uh, X, Y, and Z. Yeah. What's the... Yeah, if you don't have me- an owl. The mechanisms. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, unless they bought an owl and were told by a professor, like, hey, you can use this to communicate. Yeah, but Petunia like, but definitely didn't no, buy an owl. Exactly. Yeah, and you're so, right. That's so a big mystery. That's Right, right. Who's we keeping... To, we have to keep talking about that. Hey, if you have any ideas how Petunia would have sent it, Please let us know. Yeah, what are the ways? Yeah, what, like how, how possible? What's she? the possibility? Because they're not going to keep an owl around, and and like, are they oh. going to request an owl to show up? At See, their house I have. And, okay, now I have a theory. Yeah. What if they give all the Muggle families who don't have an owl, or even Wizarding families who just don't want to keep an owl around? I mean, there's mm-hmm. probably not a lot, but since it's the main uh, way to send letters around, but what if they give them an address? To say here, send that to that post office, Ooh. and that's run by wizards who by then wizards. give that to you, you. I mean, you can write on oh, the letter who my. you know who it goes to, and then you just write Hogwarts and Harry Potter, or something. and they have the owls, they and they have, have all the... the owls, and they manage the whole thing. Oh my I mean, gosh! So you know, like uh, there's a trail that we that you and I walk on, mm-hmm. and if you as we walk past it, there's actually a bird sort of observatory or whatever thing situation, mm-hmm. like a a thing, and they have they have a lot of owls, and you can study owl pellets and crazy stuff, yeah. whatever. We did it in elementary school, but they have several owls over there. Ooh. Makes me think uh, that that's one of those locations. That's just and it's, it's just down from Kenyon College, which is also kind of there a you go. gothic style, <laughs> you know. That's awesome. Wizarding thing. So maybe those people. It's a front. You're thinking, yeah. oh, they just study these animals animals and these creatures but yeah. really they're a part of the postal service yep i like that's that. how, how i would imagine that because that makes it a lot it's a great fix mm-hmm. yeah so mm-hmm. um let's see to get through the rest of my stuff here so we have um the cloak ron right? is pumped he's super pumped about the cloak and just the fact that it's super important and ron recognizes being a member of the wizarding world how important that cloak yeah. is and how rare those are Yes. Like that's, he's the first one to recognize that. Yeah. And um, real quick, while I was reading that, I really wanted to make the connection again, how the cloak was passed on 
from generation to generation and how it came to be Harry's yeah. in the end. So I just wanted to read that real quick. Um, according to the legend, Ignotus Peverell. So that was uh, Harry's... The Harry is descendant and descendant from the Peverells. So Ignotus Peverell was given the cloak by death in the 13th century. That's according to the legend as a reward for having bested him. However... Uh, in his introduction to the tales of Beetle the Bard, Albus Dumbledore speculated that it is more likely that Ignotus and his brothers were highly talented wizards, right? So they just created the Hallows themselves, probably. Um, whatever the truth, the cloak became a family heirloom and was inherited by Ignotus's descendants, including James Potter and eventually his son, Harry Potter, who was given it as a gift on Christmas Day, 1991, which is this chapter. In 1997, Ron was the first to speculate that Harry's cloak was the cloak of legend, since it was still in perfect condition, despite being at least two generations old. Other cloaks of similar age would have worn out, or at least become less effective. Um... Mm-hmm. And Harry's son, later on in Cursed mm-hmm. Child, James yeah. Sirius Potter, inherited the cloak of, <laughs> of invisibility. His younger brother, Albus Severus, stole it from James when he needed to hide from bullies or from Professor McGonagall. Whoa. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so it was Ignotus Peril, then Ignotus Peril's son, and then we know it passed a few generations until James got it. And eventually, um, that's when... People have asked, so why didn't he use use it when Voldemort came? But Albus Dumbledore was already in possession of the cloak because at the time uh, of his death, he before that, he wished to inspect it further. He kept the cloak in his possession until Harry began school at Hogwarts in 1991, and now he sent it to him. Okay. So, theory, uh, th- like a l- l- little bit of theory. Yeah. Was he gathering as many hallows as he could to take on Tom Riddle. Yeah, that's what you I'm know? thinking. There's Maybe he was preparing for like this thing. I mean, this There's is a the prophecy, first... hide the potters, but yeah. then like, boom, let's go. Yeah. It's kind of a... He wanted to do the best thing for the wizarding world, but we all we sometimes think about it well what did he think like if they had they had the cloak at that time could they have hidden from Voldemort I almost think like no because it doesn't it just makes you invisible you're still there well hold on let me ask you a question yeah I don't think and this is this is something I've always thought yeah I don't think we actually know what all the powers are for the Hallows I think just like when uh the Deluminator is pulled out right Oh, by okay. by mm. um, Dumbledore, mm. we think that's what it does. Pulls out lights, does mm. it? But then at the end, it's doing something super crazy. Yeah. And J.K. Rowling took it a whole different direction. Ron uses it, clicks it open, and is transported. Follows that like apparates, follows a ball of light mm. to Hermione. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you have so a situation cool. where like the we didn't know the golden snitch could even open, or that it had yeah. an inside, and that it had a flush memory. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like I she she actually has levels already built into these things. So for me, I wonder like if you put the invisibility like the invisibility cloak on, is it also a different like a cloak of protection, almost mm-hmm. like a, a shield mm. charm, right? It I mean could, according Kedavra, could it pass through it? I mean, according to legend, that's how how the one of the brothers escaped death. Yeah, is... exactly. I would say that it would repel mm-hmm. a uh, like a killing curse. Honest mm-hmm. to God, like I think so. I don't think so. Why not? I don't think so. 
that I would think make. They have other powers. I mean, maybe it's an undiscovered power, but that would make it so powerful. And I almost think that Dumbledore, since he inspected it for quite a while, mm-hmm. I mean, look how he had it when but, they died, and he gave it to Harry when he was eleven, so he had it for at least twelve, eleven, you, twelve years. It's it's used to escape death. Yeah. And so, to me, that the killing curse is death. I know, but the so, legend says he hid from death. But I understand, but that's a le- you know, and so I'm sort of set, like when I, this is why I brought up the Deluminator, mm-hmm. and it's just a theory. You're allowed to yeah. totally disagree with it, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But it's just like to me, she builds in these extra powers, just like the resur- like the Resurrection Stone. What's its point? How does that make you the master of death? How does it get you closer to death? Oh, because you can bring people mm-hmm. like these weird ghostly figures back mm-hmm. and talk to them. You can communicate with the spirits and maybe learn something from them or something or get a little power but you don't really get anything from that like the only one that really would be worth it then i mean the visibility cloak is awesome but how is it better than other invisibility cloaks Mm -hmm. if if they're in like and they can do disillusion charms they can literally like just true like they said that dumbledore could honestly do keep doing that he could do it so well that he didn't even need an invisibility Mm -hmm. yeah he says it in so what's the point of having that hallow yeah if it doesn't have an extra power yeah okay I mean, that's just what I've always thought. I've always mm-hmm. just felt like if you're the master of death, well, what could help you overcome the killing curse? How could it help you avoid that? And what is all three of them together? You know what I mean? If you have yeah. the resurrection stone, the elder wand, and you have the, you're the master of mm-hmm. death. But what does that mean? Yeah. And how does it work? You know what I yeah. mean? It just doesn't make... Because even though Harry has the cloak, does it, I don't know. It just... They can definitely help. They help you, but it just... But... The lore and the legend is... They're just powerful items. Yeah, they they're powerful really... and they almost, you know, if you're, if you know how to use them, they make you, they're supposed to make you invincible. Which, I just feel like yeah. there is something more to each of them and that there's, there's obviously different mm-hmm. lore. Like we learn along the way with the Elder Wand yeah, that's that true. Uh, has a fickle alliance. There's something mm-hmm. extra about it. So like, what about the invisibility cloak? Does it have any sort of allegiance or alignment? Does it have anything like that? I don't know. We just don't. Is it just a, just a cloak? Yeah. I mean, they do say that it's a better version. It's like a super hardcore, like... Like it really, really, really um, concealed you. Yeah, everything. You know I mean? Yeah, yeah. Everything. There's no. Yep. So, which so is kind of cool. But anyway, I don't know. Just food for thought. Just something to think about as we mm-hmm. we get the invisibility cloak, and then um, Harry uses it as you said to sneak down to the restri- the restricted section. Mm-hmm. Books screaming at him. Um, yeah, that's kind of scary. Does yeah. Madame Pence sleep in the library? Did she hear that? <laughs> like, <laughs> right. What is? <clears throat> but no. On? Do you know who definitely heard it? And um, that makes me think like. I know why people speculate whether Snape's actually a bat. <laughs> because when does he ever sleep? He seems to be there when Harry's out at night like every single time. Does he ever sleep? Yeah. <laughs> or is I he think always he on duty? When yeah. just he stays up late, doesn't he? Every yeah. time. And right. he has a special bond in this book with Filch. Every time we see him yeah. lingering around Filch or, or other way around probably, Filch lingering around him. He probably set him up to like... Hey, I got some suspicions here. Can you help me? I don't know. They seem they seem to be closer. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, but what I want to discuss here, super interesting to me. Um, in like the main point of the chapter, right? The chapter's named "The Mirror of Erised." Harry, uh, fleeing from Filch and Snape, he ends up in a room accidentally, and he discovers the mirror. Of Arizet, which is actually spelled backwards, the mirror of desire. Cool. And we learned that the trivia mirror... question didn't know that. <laughs> I think I did at one point, but forgot it. So that's cool. Oh yeah, if you if you read the entire inscription, 
uh, in yeah, the mirror, it's all backwards saying something, mm -hmm. um, which I don't have here right now. But um, you can use the mirror to figure, which is, I think, pretty cool. Um, I think you could use the mirror to figure out your heart's desire and then use the image you see for like manifestation practice, mm -hmm. but only if it is actually achievable what you desire. Like in Harry's case, he could never do that. So I, I'm just saying, I know um, Dumbledore says the mirror is not, you know, as great as it seems, but for some, it can actually help figure out what do you, you know, how people sometimes don't know what they want. Mm -hmm. And that kind of can help you figure out what is it that you really, truly desire, um, which can help. But in Harry's case, it's it's just really, really sad because there, he could never have that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And for sure. Uh, the inscription says, I show not your face, but your heart's desire. Oh, there you go. So, and that's it backwards mm -hmm. so yeah e r i s e d wow yeah desire and then <clears throat> i was wondering so harry goes there alone he gets so excited he shows ron ron's like wow cool they kind of figure out they see different things so this is yeah. where they get like oh it's not showing just your family and ron is like you know it's kind of it's again like his biggest desire is just to be successful and to be even better than his brothers to be seen to be someone special. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And um but he the the main difference is he he's like not as keen to get back there. He's like, "Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. I mean, I love the image of myself." But at the same time, it's like it's not worth it for him to get out at night to almost be caught. Um and then Ooh, we What does that say though? What does that mean, you know, like that Ron doesn't want to go back there as much. I that means the desire, right? That Harry's not, desire. Yeah is way more oh yeah intense definitely. i think mm -hmm. you know for for ron like it's almost like when you ask a kid hey what do you want to be when you grow up and like yeah. right right at the moment uh they think about it a professional athlete and then they roll with that and that or the, and then you know two weeks later ah, i'd like to be a doctor and yeah. or a yeah. scientist and yeah. so that desire that they want is ch is changing it's it's, yeah. it's 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 molding but harry has had a traumatic past and like that's yeah. something he's thought about for years and, and desired above all. Like, you oh, know what yeah. I mean? That desire is greater and draws him back there. And it's almost, it's also unattained. It's a yeah. desire that yeah. is not attainable. That's why it's probably really. even more where he wants to go back every time because he knows otherwise he can never have that. Like nowhere right. else he can see his family. That's yeah. why he has this strong desire to go back and see it. But what would be interesting is, if they looked into the mirror right now, what would they see? You know, like, I, I think it's cool because Alohomora, they talked a little bit about um, some of them speculated, oh, maybe Ron would just see himself because he's probably pretty happy, like, being stay-home dad and Hermione, his wife. And But I think, yeah. you know, like, I think you can be truly happy but still desire something. Even if oh, it's for a, sure. Even yeah. if it's, like, your greatest desire is to that your children are healthy and good and... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That can be something. I, f I feel he like he can look into almost, and see himself growing old and watching his children yeah. having grandchildren. Yeah, I think you that know? you almost always see something other than your just your reflection. Yeah. Here's one I would say that probably Harry uh, might look back and like if he were to go back and look at it, and as he's grown, he might even see old Dumbledore there, wishing he could talk to him one more time. Oh. You know what I mean? Or say something more to wow. somebody else because he's that person who, when he loses people. You know, he want he wishes he had more time with them. Yeah. He's, he didn't have the time he wanted with his mom and dad. So he very yeah. much values and reflects and thinks about that. Mm -hmm. um, and I think about that too. So it's something that yeah. I, I think about, like having more time with my mom or being yeah. having a chance to talk to her one more time or you know have her you know meet you and stuff like that. Like you, I think <laughs> that would be something yeah. that 
Harry would wish, you know, I wish that he, mm-hmm. in, in the magical sense, they, you kind of can get that, but like to meet Jenny or to his kids and stuff, you know, yeah. it's just something to think about. Or, yeah, talking to your professors. I often bring up some of my old school teachers who have passed away, and yeah. I'm like, wow, I can't believe they put up with me. Mm-hmm. And it'd be nice to have one more conversation with them and just to yeah. say something kind. So you know, that's that's another desire mm-hmm. that you could have. Yeah, and definitely something that you can only get in the mirror. Yeah. Yeah, that image because you can never, yeah. And it's really just an image. Mm -hmm. There's really no interaction there. It's It's just just a a reflection of your heart's desire. Yeah, Yeah, actually, because it's a mirror, yeah. Um, Question for you, though, as we're getting to the end here, and it's getting pretty interesting, I promise. Uh, First of all, why was Dumbledore there? Why was he there? Yeah. Because I have thought about it. I do not think that he... Well, maybe after he gave Harry the cloak, do you think he followed him around to kind of figure out what he would do with it? Or do you think he was just in the room a lot of times to see, to guard the mirror almost? Or was he there because he would had a desire to look into the mirror? I think it could be a combination of all those things. But I think um, practically he probably, even well after the first book, in the book two, three, four, and so on, um, I know it's, you know, moved and whatever later but like he probably put a proximity charm like alert around it to mm-hmm. let him know when someone's there yeah actually someone has found it okay now yeah. he goes down who, who found and he goes and he ah uh, it was harry okay let me see if that's I can be interesting there i think he would i think he would keep an eye on it but why yeah. keep it at all what's its purpose in the school that's where i think it gets personal to him uh-huh so because we yeah. don't really know we, he obviously probably told a lie that he doesn't really because Harry oh yeah the socks him the socks yeah. i'm pretty sure i mean why that, burden a little kid with with your in this moment when you don't know dumbledore that well and you feel like he's this little odd, old wise but a little oddball mm-hmm. you would almost think like oh maybe he actually does see socks and he's maybe pretty he's happy and stuff like that yeah um people have speculated about um grindelwald Mm-hmm, his mm-hmm. family ariana all yeah, that stuff yeah, right yeah so we don't obviously we don't know um but yeah it's fun to speculate but that leads me to the main point here and i'm so proud i thought about this because then i heard it on alohomora they said it too okay that here's something that does not necessarily make sense because you're thinking okay the mirror he hid the stone in the mirror right and the mirror is in this room classroom empty classroom just sitting there Mm -hmm. which is actually genius if you want to hide something obviously no one would expect it's just there for everyone to access in an old classroom yeah um but then what was fluffy and all the other enchantments guarding this whole time if dumbledore hid the stone in the mirror or was the mirror um because he said it now he has to move it to a different place so either the stone was at that point not in the mirror and was just sitting there in the dungeons or something not in the dungeons but in that down down deep down underneath the school Mm -hmm. on its own and just you know that's why they needed heavy protection and then maybe later on he thought about it in this moment now now we're going to use it to actually put the stone in there Mm -hmm. or was he just thinking okay we we guard something so everybody thinks it's there where it's guarded Mm -hmm. but actually it's here in the mirror and everyone can could technically access it and that's why no one would ever think it's there 
Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, just I, I get what you're saying is like you set up all these protections with the professors, but it's really just been there in the mirror the whole time. I was always under the assumption that it was something that he thought of later. Like, okay. Yeah. That he hadn't thought of the mirror, and the only reason he thinks of it is because Harry goes there. And I've always felt like he, that's why he gets whether he's monitoring him or not. He starts to think, hmm, this old mirror. I wonder what I could do. Could I add this in? as some mm-hmm. layer of protection because he knows yeah. it's already been something's fishy going mm-hmm. going on someone's already trying to uh steal it he can tell that he can tell mm-hmm. that from coral snape and he are working together uh the troll has entered and there was an attempted robbery at gringotts which is in the news mm-hmm. so dumbledore knows someone's after it so i think he you know is thinking about it like i didn't make sure this is well protected mm-hmm. and yeah so yeah, i could go either way i could see it happening either way could dumbledore go down and use it uh, and, and get it do you think he could look in the mirror, wanted, yeah. like as his greatest desire, and not, use it. and not wanting to use it? Yeah, 100%. Okay. I think it's exactly why he has it. Okay. That's why Nicholas Flamel uh, trusts him with yeah. it, because he is, in a sense, a master of death, and that he, mm-hmm. you know, at the end, well, uh, the, the Peveril brothers, right, the, the mm-hmm. third one, mm-hmm. wants to go with death as a friend, you know, and yeah. I feel like Dumbledore is beyond that mm-hmm. point mm-hmm. you know which is why he has such a confidence as a wizard mm-hmm. he's lived all these different years and battled grindelwald and then now he's battled tom riddle and yeah. then he's still here around he's done so much for the wizarding world that i feel like he's good he's settled yeah. right and he wants to teach his, his the last thing here now is to try to help the potters because i think yeah. he feels his a little mission. responsible for things that happen i think i think he was trying to get the deathly hallows and i think he wanted yeah. to you know Go take on Tom Riddle, his former mm-hmm. his, his former uh, like student, and, oh, yeah. and write this and finish this. Yeah, this is his but, big mission, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. so that didn't happen. He creates the Order of the Phoenix, and then the Potters are killed. The Longbottoms yeah. are tortured. People die. Yeah. So it, I think he's trying to write that wrong before he goes. Yeah. And then he's also trying to save this boy. That's the thing. He's always trying to help, and he's always trying to, even Malfoy, right? The whole thing oh, later I on. I love that, yeah. I love that, right? Which mm-hmm. is just that, like, we can help more. He's an innocent still. He's yeah. being used. He's being manipulated by yeah. whether it's his parents or the Dark Lord or whatever, his um, aunt and so on. It's just he's he's concerned about that and yeah. he's there for the students, which has always been huge. That's why we love him so much. We do. We do. And I think we just talked about this, how um, even though you have done something that you're probably not proud of, like Dumbledore has done things in his life um, that he's not proud of, um, don't hold that against him all the rest of his life because people can oh, yeah. change people, people evolve can, yeah and they can regret things and try to be a better person from now on and i think that's what he does even though like people still think it's questionable how you know he used harry but at the same time he loved harry mm-hmm. and he always tried to that's what we we talked about is his big mission to protect the wizarding world to, to get rid of tom riddle and yeah you know um bring peace again you know and it's like it wasn't necessarily in the chapter but i kind of feel like that is sort of as we drift into our advice of the week or whatever here so um we're gonna move into that because i think like a lot of what you just said was very much would fit very very Mm -hmm. fitting for like the advice of the week or whatever so uh yeah i just kind of feel like you know it's it is sort of don't like if someone we change we evolve we grow that's what we want i feel like a lot of times people look at someone or like I think about myself as a teacher my first second year there's a lot of people I still teach with who still see me as a first second year teacher because of something I did or something that happened during that year where they're like oh never like they always want to yeah. cap you and put you like put yeah. your ceiling there at that second year but they don't want to see your growth don't let that happen to you don't right. let people not you know do that to you you're allowed to learn and grow and yeah. evolve that's the whole point point. and so I hate when we see 
and so in social media, um, probably shouldn't use the word hate, but I very much dislike uh, yeah. that that people will see someone and try to you know quash them at yeah. first instead of educate them and help them yeah. move like help help them get to where you want right. where you think they should be. If they don't want that, okay, maybe years from now they come back and they say, "Wow, I man, I had to learn the hard yeah. way," or like. Yeah. You were the first person to come to me, but five more people yeah. came and I figured out like I was way off on that. Yeah. And we should give so. people a chance to, to change or to, yeah. you know, um, people are in different places at different times. Yeah. So, and we, that kind of comes up how does that fit to this chapter? It really kind of comes up through Dumbledore and us drifting mm -hmm. into those conversations where like he had, he grew a lot. We saw in Fantastic Beasts, all the growing that he does. Mm -hmm. We see how the Hermione and Ron grow in their friendship and mm -hmm. Harry, right? Yeah. And then how they'll kind of evolve over the years. And, uh, and Draco, I th really think about Draco a lot yeah. too. It's sort of like people want to hardcore judge around. him here, but like look yeah. at 19 years later at the yeah. end of all of this. Yeah. And here he's trying to live this normal life. He's got this dark past yeah. and he's got kids going to Hogwarts. Yeah. So even just mm. his, him and his mom and dad in the movie walking away. I love that scene. Yeah. It just, it's so heartwarming. I, I, you, you, people can get wrapped up in the wrong stuff and you hope and you root for them to come back. And it's, I'm not saying you have to like accept their, uh, mean acts or, or any of their like if there's hate or whatever I'm not saying anything at all like that we definitely no, should yeah. not but it's like I don't know I want people to um, I want to keep rooting for people and hope that they're yeah. gonna just uh, practice a little forgiveness to too yeah like it's, it's, and grace it's, yeah. yeah so awesome okay yeah uh, sorry guys we're kind of keeping this a little bit short I gotta yeah. roll right into my rings of power discussion which is gonna be I'm gonna be up till one o'clock in the morning uh -huh. uh, the later I start it so we love you guys and uh, you know I just wanted to we want to get this this chapter out to you guys, and it's yeah. a really important one. Lottie loves it. I love it. I love the feels of Christmas yes. and walking around in our cloaks and stuff. So. And I have not talked about it enough, but this is in the um, in the computer game, Sorcerer's Stone or Philosopher's Stone, yeah. and you go through the um, restricted section with your cloak. That's like my favorite thing because it's it was so scary as a kid. Okay, because yeah. I, I I really wanted to mention it in this chapter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't. Yeah. I can't wait for you to play that. I would love for us to fire that up and figure uh, it out. I, just, uh, I don't know. Even our attorney, she was like, yeah, I watched a trailer of Hogwarts Legacy and I just thought about you guys. And oh, I yeah, like, I know. Oh. I know. It's awesome. I can't wait to play that oh, game either. So, yeah, we need more Harry Potter stuff in our lives, honestly. Yeah. So, that's why we do the podcast, why we go back and re-experience all of it. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, hey, friends, uh, that is all for this week. Thanks for tuning in to Shell Cottage Radio 94.7 COZY. We hope you'll join us in the future. We thoroughly enjoy meeting new positive Potter people that don't behave like babbling, bumbling bams of baboons. If you don't want to miss the next episode, then be sure to subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, and follow on social media at Fleur and Bill. Yeah, thanks for hanging around. Also, we want to invite you, as always, to check out our YouTube channel, Harry Potter Hangout, if you aren't already listening uh, to the episode on there. We're having a lot of fun creating short videos there, covering more Wizarding World background information and theories. And if you truly enjoy our content, uh, consider supporting our growing Wizarding family on Patreon at Flora and Bill. Thank you so much to all our current Patreons. We appreciate you to the moon and back. Next week, we will discover, not discover, but discuss Chapter 13 of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone Nicholas Flamel, finally. So definitely don't miss out on next week's episode. Again, thanks for joining Blur's book club in their little shell cottage today. We know it's not much, but it's home.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.